0: You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's a conversation. If they're not, well, Susie didn't go 100%. Well, maybe you should have a talk with Susie. You know, th- those are the tough conversations. And then, if, and then if it comes down to a particular play or a particular theme, then my first question is always, well, what did you see? And then what you saw, does it align with what you're taught? <laughs> Up by alex welcome to the
1: shark effect podcast i'm your host alex Molden. i'm an nfl veteran of eight years and now i'm an author leadership and personal development coach and international speaker in this podcast you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence you will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite level athletes successful entrepreneurs And experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. So, I did this interview for this podcast. It's called the Thriving Family Podcast. And it was by my two good friends, Barbara Stratt and Teresa Fonda. And so, we really dove in deep, like it was raw and uncut about raising athletes. And so as you guys know, most of you guys know that me and my wife we have eight children. And uh you know, there's athletes sprinkled throughout the whole family, right? And so over the years me and my wife we kind of developed like these foundational principles. And a lot of it, you know, it's it's just, you know, we was more intentional about this platform of being an athlete. And so we don't want them to just be thought of as just an athlete because their daddy was just that. And so there's, the, there's some positives and there's some, also some negatives. So we want our kids to be balanced. And so with this interview, we kind of dive down deep into how to create um, positive, balanced children who happen to play sports all right so anyway thought you guys will enjoy it here we go
2: we are just so thrilled to have you on with us today and you're just so generous with your time and we so are grateful I am so thrilled you don't know how many of my friends are like oh my gosh you're talking to him about athletics like we just need all this information so it's such a topic in so many households. And we are originally from Oregon. I always say this, but we lived in California for 22 years. So we've seen kind of two different states and two different neighborhoods of how how athletics are like a driving force for kids and families. And especially moving to West Lynn, it is huge and we love it. We are all about it, but it's finding that balance and how to keep your kids centered in all this is is huge because you're not only are you a motivational speaker, a coach, pro athlete, raising pro athletes, raising an awesome family. Like you're just all the things that so you are the best resource. And I just can't wait to hear what you say about <laughs> because it's huge. And it's so needed because I mean, especially now with the awareness of mental health with athletes and the pressure they're under it's big. And I feel like if we can start it here in our homes where it's safe and where we're teaching them and modeling behaviors for them, yeah, like let's do more of it. So I just want to really support parents out there that Love are finding it. themselves, yeah, in this situation. And so do you. I mean, you're just, you're amazing. I'm like, I just want to hang out with you all day.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah. yeah. So being a coach and seeing athletes like at a younger age and then having been in, you know, the NFL and having a son in the NFL, like what would you say to parents right now that are kids, school age kids, like coming up, what are some of your advice tips that you would give them of really how to make sure that it's not their dream, that it's their kid's dream and kind of how much to push and how much to support I know it's a big topic. And that is a very big topic. I can
0: go, in, I can go deep on this. Um, so one of the things that, that I, you know, me and my wife, you know, we're big believers in, and it might go against the grain. And I'm okay with that. So am I. We let our kids fail. Love that. We let them fail. We let them fall. We let them skin their knees. And ever since the beginning, ever since our oldest, our oldest is 26, about to be 27. Ever since like he was growing up when he falls, it was never like, Oh, Oh, sweetie, how you doing? Never. Hey, bounce up, bounce up. When our kids like the things and not just athletically speaking, but when things don't go their way, like, that's that's a golden opportunity for them to find out a little bit more about themselves. I look for opportunities now for my kids to grow. Playing a sport, a kid's sport, playing it for a long time to my 30s. I learned more from failure. I learned more from getting beat. Everything I did having success. Like I can remember, I was I was talking to my son, my our fourteen-year-old yesterday. That I remember all the touchdowns that I given up from high school and college and the pros. I very rarely remember interceptions. Like I remember getting beat and the feeling that it gave me. And I never want that, that that taste of lemons. I never want that to happen again. So I would work hard. I would look at the different the different failures that happened. Why did I do that? Why was I thinking like that? Why did I make this mistake? Not just on a football field, but why did I make this Was it based off of a feeling, right? We make mistakes more often than not based off of a feeling instead of data. right? Like, yeah. like feeling, intuition is such a powerful influence, mm-hmm. right? Based off of feelings. And a lot of times for us, we get it misconstrued. Like we feel a certain way. So that's we should act like this instead of thinking through it. Feelings, emotions, it's a roadmap. Yeah. It's, I, it, 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 it is just a roadmap. It's not like directions. You should be you should be able to think through different things that happen. Yeah. So you know for us, like for instance, like um with our son, who's, um, who's in the NFL now. We understood being in Oregon. I'm not, you know, I, I don't sugarcoat things. Football wise, high school, Oregon, high school football is not looked upon as a hotbed of, of athletic talent. It's just, it is, it is not, you know, from me going to the University of Oregon and, and seeing some of their studs Back in the day, and then they get out there. It's like, what? Hell? he's a bum. It's not just me; I didn't say that, but others, right? But I'm just saying, like, you know, it's it's not looked up upon where you know recruiters from colleges come over here and like, oh, we got to recruit the state of Oregon. It's not like that. So I knew that early on, and so our son Elijah, we was like, okay, you're good and you're young, you're really good, but don't get complacent. Being good in Oregon, that's that's very like that's that's great. It's great. But you look at it on a bigger scale. So I took him to different places. I took him up to Seattle. I took him to L.A. I took him to Oakland. I took him to Texas. I take him to these different spots. It's the equivalent of, um, you know, when you got a good athlete, you, you play him up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you yep. play him up, girl, girl, female, boy, girl, whatever. They're really good play them up a level and so that was our you know decision to go up a level where well, we went to other states and now let's see how you compete in basketball and football just being an athlete so you can have a clear understanding of where you are back in the day you know i'm i'm a, you can see these gray hairs i'm the age right it's charming so, so thank you well <laughs> we didn't have the internet, so. I had to put, and I I remember having a coach tell me, "Say, Alex, you're really good." I'm I'm from Colorado. I'm I'm from all over. I'm an Army brat, but we call Colorado home. And so I was really good. If I had a coach tell me, "Say, no, you're pretty good," but always remember this: there's someone else who's working harder than you. He might want it more than you, and he might even have. He might might not have all the resources that you do and it drives him. There's somebody else out there working harder than That has haunted me. And it's the reason why I've done things at a certain level. There's always someone out there working harder than. Yeah. And so I, and so now you know kids can just open up their 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 uh social media apps. Yeah. And you can actually see the kids out there doing more. So now what separates, what separates, you know, these kids now is like the inconvenience of it. Yeah. If somebody's out work, if they're outworking, I want it to be inconvenient for me. It's easy to go out at the field or in the weight room. When everybody's out there, when there's pretty girls out there, you know, they're they're practicing their cheerleading stuff and it's three o'clock and the sun is just right and right. It's easy. Uh we tell our kids, it's like you have to be different. You go out there at six o'clock in the morning, ain't nobody out there. Yeah. You go there at like 12 o'clock at night, nobody out there. That was the mentality that I put into myself a long time ago is I need to be, I need to be different. I need to work when nobody else wants to work. And then mentally that gave me like firewood. So, you know, when the game came and it was hard, I was like, no, this is easy for me. I've been doing this for a long time, but nobody watching.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And do you follow their lead then how much they want it? And then you're like, if you want it, this is what you need to do. I know that's a big thing with families of you, you find a lot of kids, like what, whatever sport it is, they're like, yes. And then we're going to get you the coaches and we're going to do this. And we're putting all this towards it. And then the kid hits high school and they're burnout, or they're just like, they feel, you know, all the pressure. And how do you handle that with your kids? Like, right. Great yeah.
0: question. Great question. So for us, it's always been, and even with, you know, the f- football players that have come through the night, I'm not going to go out there unless you ask me. You need to want it more than I want it for you. Because I don't like being frustrated. And if I put, if I say, hey, let's go out here, let's go do it. And then you say no, or we go out there and you go half-assed, I get frustrated. So that was a barrier. That was a protector that I put on myself a long time ago. I said, you no, know, because this football, especially this football thing, has done a lot for me and my family. And so I have the utmost respect for it. Like I coach it. And I coach it at a foundational level. And so I don't get all fancy with things. It just, football can be very simple. Now, I can give you all the info. I can ground somebody. With the information, but I keep it simple. And it starts with, you know, just the foundational things of it. So I have a lot of love and respect for it. So for our kids, it's like, no, you need to want it more than I want it for you. I'm here for you. You want to go out there at five o'clock in the morning? Let's go. You know, you want to throw it around the ball? Let's go. Now, if you want me to teach you, you want me to teach you something, you have to ask me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to. Yeah. You know, especially with this. You know, with not just football, because you know, I I did a lot of stuff in terms of um, athlete development. You know, uh, speed and agility specialists. You know, I I I did that. You know, but but it has to come from them. And when it comes from them, now they have control over it. They they own it. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, let's go do this. Let's go do this. And maybe he says yes, and maybe he just does it because he sees how it lights up my face. And then, you know, so then he's doing it for the wrong reasons. We want our kids to do, do it for, for the right reasons. If you want to explore, like, you know, we have our, our nine-year-old, our youngest, Ezra. He's a, he's a soccer. He's, he loves soccer. I was like, man, cool with it. Let's go. I don't know nothing about soccer. Let's go <laughs> kick this ball around, you know. He does baseball. I played one year of baseball, and I couldn't take it. I was crying my eyes out because I swung at everything. But I'm going out there and let's play Kansas, you know. So but when it's time for, you know, the football thing, if he wants to explore that, I said, OK, cool, let's do this. You know, so um, I don't know if that answered your question, but
2: it totally does, because I think I mean, I know myself just and I wasn't a college athlete or anything, but we're athletic. My husband and I both are and we're like, hey, if you're going to do a sport like we got to work on it. And then you get frustrated when you're pushing them to like, okay, we got to, and then it's just even that energy, it's not them directed. And I love that because I think, I think a lot of parents are either trying to relive what they didn't get to do or trying to fit in and your kids can feel it. And I think that's why there is the burnout and the pressure and these kids feel like that's the only way they can make their parents proud in some ways. And I would never want to do that. I think it's a lot of unintentional things that happen with parents. And then it's the pressure. Also, if they've invested a lot of time and money into something. And like, they're like, we want you to get a full ride to college. And, it, you know, it's just, I think the pressure just compounds. But I love your simplicity of if it's child led, then yeah. it's, they get to control their journey.
0: Absolutely. And, and here's the thing, like you said something. That uh that's that made me think is like um, you know, kids are smart. They can they can read the room, they can read reactions, right? We've you know kids played different sports, baseball, basketball, and whatnot. And I'm gonna tell you, let me tell you something. Y'all mamas, y'all be tripping. (laughs) Y'all be tripping, y'all go eight you eight y'all <laughs> when when something don't go you know the kids way losing or whatever like basketball moms I've seen fights over third grade girls basketball I've seen it over and over and over again <sighs> and so I just like I never want my kids to see like their dad getting so crazy upset in youth basketball football soccer whatever you you know so it's like it's still a game ain't nobody getting scholarships in fourth grade fifth grade you know i'm saying you know youth, youth youth sports it's like let them learn you know don't yes everybody loves to win but like i said i look for fruit out of not just the win, but because I know there's more fruit in the losses. Yeah. So and, and I'm very mindful of my emotions. I'll, all I ask is for my kids is like, when you play something, when you do something, you go 100 percent I don't care. And it's the same way how I coach. I coach high school football. And it's the same thing that it's like um, you know, just go hundred you go hundred miles an hour. I'll live within the states. I can coach that, and I promise myself I never. I would never coach because I have so much knowledge on the football aspect. I don't want to waste time coaching. effort. That should be self-policed within a team. You should coach effort. Your your teammates, they should get on your butt if you're not going 100 miles an hour. I don't I have too much, you know, not enough time and, and a lot of knowledge to be sharing, and I shouldn't have to waste it on effort. So that's just the number one thing that, you know, when I'm, you know, with my kids, when you're playing a sport, you're gonna go 100 miles an hour. You're gonna go 100. percent If you don't, then you don't. You don't need to play. We, we we can do something else. We can, you
3: know. This is so good. I have a question though about when they get off the court, they get off the field. They don't love how it went. So maybe they gave it their all, and of course, everyone has different reactions. You have tears. Some are angry. All all the things, right? All the feels. I'm super curious to know your recommendations on what you are telling your kids and how you're handling all those different types of feels and emotions to get them sort of over that hump. Is it a very tough love type of reaction that you have? Like suck it up, just go there, try harder next time. Like what is, what is the sweet spot balance that you find is best because it's different for every kid, obviously, but. Yeah. You know, emotions
0: run strong, right. Especially in, in, you know, in athletics. I always, you know, I try to take the emotion part out of it. And I just ask them, I said, how do you think you played? I don't, And I don't say, you know, like when they finish with their ball game, they jump in the car with dad or mom or whatever. It's not like, well, you you did this. You could have did this better. You could have, no, it's never that. It's like, well, how do you think you played? Did you give 100%? Okay. Uh, so I talk about what they can't control so you give 100%, okay, how do you think you play? Well, what about your teammates, how do you think they play? Well, how can you have helped them? Hey, it's Alex Molden here. I'm
1: always looking for ways to make an impact and especially an impact for the community of athletes. And so I've put together a course, it's called the High Achievers Academy. And it's to help former elite level athletes transition out of their sport. In this course, it's a six-week course, and in this course, I'll personally guide you along the path from where you are and where you want to be. We'll uncover your true identity, unlock your assignment, build your confidence, and help you both get in alignment and make the necessary adjustments to help you live a life of fulfillment. In week one, we'll go over identity. Week two is relationships. Week three is leadership. And week four, talking about your assignment, alignment and adjustments that you need to make. And week five is telling your story. And week six is envisioning your future, getting interview ready. And that will be put on by my good friend and coaching career expert, Marin Roberts Huntley. I'm excited because it's hybrid. It's not just, you know, getting on your laptop and watching videos. No, it's hybrid where you'll do all these different things and you have different worksheets and uh, questions and and answers that you're going to have to provide. But you also get a chance to to get online once a week on a Zoom call and I'm limited to just 20 athletes. That's it. 20 athletes. Um, So I'm excited for for this program because I know it can help a lot of people. And hopefully you are one of them. So make sure you go to Alexexmodencoaching.com to sign up.
0: You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's a conversation. If they're not, well, Susie didn't go 100 percent. Well, maybe you should have a talk with Susie. You know th- Those are the tough conversations. And then if, and then if it comes down to a particular play or a particular theme, then my first question is always, well what did you see? And then what you saw does it align with what you're taught during that situation? Because sometimes when you're in stressful situations and it's not just sports that I'm talking about, right. (laughs) But when you get in stressful situations, you will go back to what you've made a habit. So it helps to have good habits. And as parents, at least for us, man, when we see something and it doesn't align with how we parent, we correct it right away because we don't want that thing to become a bad habit that can hurt them when stress comes. So we're very aware of like the little things, making a habit, and it starts at home. As parents, we are the biggest influencer of our kids' life early on. We're the biggest influence. We're the biggest leader. So I so I coach and I speak on leadership. And when you boil leadership down, it's influence. Well, I want my kids, I want to be the biggest influence on my kids' lives. And as they get older, I do understand that I'm battling the relationships that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get to teenagers, now I'm battling their friends and the character of their friends. So it was very important for us to be able to, to look and see like, who are they hanging around with? And are they good people? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. they can, they will be able to influence my, our, our children. We want them to be a positive influence instead of a negative influence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's just, you know, some of the things that when I, when I, you know, when we look at, you know, decision-making and, you know, if they start to kind of get into into their feelings because of a loss or whatnot, we kind of, you know, I just start to ask questions and I try to pull, I, I, I try to stay away from emotions and, you know, I want them to be able to make make good decisions, not just based off how they feel.
2: And can you give an example of, cause I think it's so, I'm like a example person, if I have mm-hmm. a visual so with the habits that you were saying, like making the if it's not aligning with your habits and kind of changing that, can you give like a little example of what that would be like?
0: Absolutely. A good habit for us is make up your bed. That's the first thing in the morning, make up your bed. But if I tell my son and my daughters to make up their bed, I don't do it myself, then it's, it's not a lie. Well, you didn't. And then it goes back, it falls back into, but do as I say, not as I do.
2: Oh, so true. That's yeah. the
0: most worst thing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the most worst way of how you can parent. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to yeah. see, they're going to model what they see. Mm-hmm. So it for us, it's like being in alignment. So yeah, make up your bed. Well, why? Because it makes you feel, you know, organization. Um, doing things that that you need to do, even though you don't want to do it or you don't think you need to do it. The biggest, one of the biggest reasons I, 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 that it got me to, the, to, to play football at a very high level and get paid a lot of money is because early on, I said to myself, I'm, I'm going to have to do things that I don't want to do, but I still need to do it anyway. There's things, there's certain things that I don't. I don't want to go lift weights at six o'clock in the morning. But my goals, where I want to go, they don't care how I feel. When I put it in that context, my goals, my aspirations, don't care how I feel. Oh, that made it easy. So now I can just pull out how I feel. I put that on the back shelf. I need. I'm here. I need to get here. I gotta do it.
2: It's that simple. Yeah. Also, I love that you said, you know, with all these parents and the passion and the feeling and the emotions at these third grade games, because I've been there too. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) I was like, what is happening? But it's modeled behavior of the parent the modeling of how parents act at a game and after the game, the kids are emulating too. And I'm seeing that firsthand. If they're going to be like, Oh, they didn't, it wasn't fair. They did this or, you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't do our kids justice. And so I think this is so huge that you brought that up of that. They are watching us and that them as athletes need to, you know, I love that you're asking questions to them because they are so full of information, like you said, and, and getting their input before we're like, diving in our our take on it or our passion into it and then they're just like yeah. you know it's so big yes just, just pick up different
0: things based off experiences right different different times different time and place whatever. yeah okay time and place so during stress during stressful times i shouldn't add more stress that makes sense yeah i don't i shouldn't be so stressed out and now they look at me and they see all stress, and then then they get more stress. So I don't. I want to be calm. They yeah. look at me. There's ten seconds on the clock. They're down two points. They need this or that. I want. If they look at me, I'm chilling. I'm relaxed. Yeah. I want them to see. Oh, it's, it's okay. Just, but I'm not. You know, because I can communicate. When I start learning about communication, it's like only what seven percent is delivered through words. The majority of it is body language. And then the up, like 38% is bilingual, and there's another 30 or 40 some percent is, is a tone. So I want them to be able to see, you know, a relaxed and calmness when there's stress. The word I was thinking for is environment. You know, people, parents, me, um, and kids are, are, need to be aware of the environment that they're placed in because depending on different environments, you will get one athlete. Right. And in another environment, you might get enough in, a, in, a, in an environment when everything is calm. Right. I don't play very well mm-hmm. for me personally. I don't play very well when things are easy and calm. When things are elevated and heightened, and I'm going against an opponent like a Jerry Rice or a really good man. I I I go above where I was. You know what I'm saying? It's like playing yeah. up oh, totally. not playing down. So you know, when you are aware of the environments that you, that you're in, you know, you can, I think the more aware of the environment that you put in, you can have success.
2: I love this. And you've kind of brought it up as well with showing your son and taking him to Texas, like, Hey, you think you're big here and you're doing awesome, but like showing them all this other things. And it, it makes me think, you know, I think so many parents are fighting for their kid to be number one. You don't grow when you're the best person in the room. Like I I want my kid, the worst person on the team and build up to, and I think they don't get that. And it's like, I'm, I'm really, I mean, I want to play with big people. I'm thrilled to have you on this podcast. I'm like running with giants when I talk to you, like it's fun for me. I grow and I'm a better everything when I get to do that. So I, I do think that's so important that you said to call out with our kids because you might think you're number one. It's in, instantly someone could move into your town from California that's been more time on the field or whatever it is.
0: It's so, you know, so our son just got a, our eighth grader, just got a scholarship offer from the University of Oregon football program. That's awesome. Yeah, you think that. <laughs> Me, I don't like that. Right. You know, to get now, right, right, comfortable. So, but I know the type of character he has, and I know. It, you know, what his goals are and aspirations. And so I know that's not going to put him, he's going to start, you know, and he's like, I know that's not him. That's not in him. And so even though in, I tell the truth, I say, you know, you, you got the scholarship offer, you're in eighth grade. That's very rare. You did not get it for your first name. You got it from your last name. Your daddy played there in the hall of famer, played in NFL and your big brother is in the NFL right now. So they're going they go strictly off your potential in what you're capable of. Don't get it twisted. You ain't did nothing. You play eighth grade football and you're dominant. So what? So I keep it real. Yeah. Sometimes you got to keep it real.
2: Oh, that's so good. It's so good. And I mean, just phenomenal. And I just, I love the way you look at everything. It's really simple and it's so clean and so genuine. And I, I this is just so helpful because- Last question, because I know we're pinched on time. But for those people that are their kids are in high school, they are looking for college, you know, recruitment and everything like that. Any tips that you have for them? Because a, a couple of my friends, they're just you know phenomenal athletes, and they they just want to entertain that in the healthiest way. <laughs> That's another big topic, but
0: <laughs> absolutely no. I, I think for the biggest thing is um, is just make sure um during you know did you, you got the grades you have all this you know grades and, and everything but when it comes to like athletic and performance people put on these you know you got to have a highlight tape right you got to have a highlight tape a highlight tape should be only your highlights it should be your highlights one of the things i learned from from elijah went to uh, university of washington and talking with the coaches he had like a lot of highlights like seven minutes But he said there was one play that just, after they saw that play, that's who we want. And there was a play where, because you show things, you show parts of your character. They always say, we we talked about the eye in the sky, right? The eye in the sky, the film, the camera, Mm -hmm. it doesn't lie. right? It does not lie. So you can be able to look on film any given play, you should be able to look and be like, does that? Does he love playing this sport? Does he love it, or does he love it when it's his turn to get the ball? Is it his turn to? Does he really love it? Does he really love the sport? And mm-hmm. for him, for Elijah, it was a play insignificant. He was playing DB. The play wasn't to his to his side, and he figured that it wasn't going to his guy, so he quickly turned. And he saw what was happening. There was a play. There was a breakout play on the other side. He stopped what he was doing and he sprinted, sprinted one, one hundred percent, saved the tackle from them scoring a touchdown. He didn't think. He didn't say, "Oh, I don't know. That's not my play." No, nah, no, nah. no. He did. It was instincts. It's something that we teach, and so. As I, we, we coach other athletes, great athletes. And these coaches come and say, I can't recruit him. If I recruit him, he's a good player, got good size. Of if I recruit that effort, I get fired. So when these kids, whatever sport, make sure that they're putting in not just all the highlights, but some of the, some of the stuff that's not so what they would call highlights. Right. Like, like effort blocking doing the ugly stuff and do it like you love it
2: oh that's such good feedback like for people because it's the heart of it like that sings louder than any other note you know I, oh it's like bigsy emotional I anybody
0: can it. score touchdowns
2: yeah it's not about it's,
0: just touchdowns yeah it's not about running away from guys oh he's faster. oh no, what about the ugly stuff yeah do they do it like they love it
2: oh so good and you were just such a powerhouse. You're so generous and so genuine. And I, honestly, you've done so much so far in your life and I can tell you're only just beginning. And I just, I am so thrilled to be sharing you with our audience. And I just thank you for this gift of time that you gave us.
0: Barbara, thank you so much. I love to come on again. Um, oh. I can talk about, especially parenting. Hi. I don't, I don't talk a lot about parenting, but it falls Hi. under leadership and
2: it's sport. Huge. And yeah. and getting to those kids like early on, it's so, ba- I mean, you have such a gift, such a gift and such a, I mean, the position you're in and I, you're, everyone's just like, yes, please give me more helpful hints of what to do. What am I, you know, these check-ins it's such, and you have such a good soul, like just, ah, uh, I just love you. I love Thank you so you very much. much. Thank you so much. I know you got to run. Um, Where can people find you?
0: You just say, you know, I'm simple. Alex Molden, everywhere, as <laughs> everywhere. So I'm on I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Got a book, and I'm sure I think you're going to have something in the show notes: the ultimate playbook for high achievement, eleven keys to have success in sport and in life. And uh, I got my podcast, the Shark Effect. You know, just dropped episode 140. So yeah, very excited.
2: Thank you, thank you. I hope this is not the end of. It is. It is is not. We just love hearing about what you like to do because you are so soulful and mindful of everything you do. What you do on a daily basis to just come into Alex and own your power and be centered space and be there for others like you are every day.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I I mean, number one, uh, my foundation is based off my faith, and it's not just reading the Bible and praying. Like I try to have conversations with people. And I get to know them and we start to talk and I can have like sometimes my without even bringing up, you know, my, my faith is I can talk about God. I can I can be able to pull several, you know, different things and I can be able to share like, man, some of the, the difficult times in your life, like maybe it was put there to help you in other ways. And I tell my story, and how my faith grew. And so now that's my foundation. And so I go by three things, assignment, alignment, adjustment. And so as assignment, knowing knowing who you are, that's your assignment, knowing who you are. That's a lot of work. All right. And then alignment. How do you align your life? I was misaligned for a majority of my life, especially when I played in the NFL. My job was number one. Then my family, then my faith. And so now it's my faith, my family, and my career. And then there are different adjustments that you need to make depending on where you want to go. You know, some of us, we need to adjust how we communicate with people. Some, we need to adjust like our relationship that we have with ourselves and with others. Some of us in relationships with people we have no, we shouldn't be in a relationship with. And you don't get to choose it sometimes. So, yeah, those are my three things that I wake up with. You know, I wear it, you know, on my wrist every day. Assignment, alignment, and adjustment.
2: Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Ah, so good. You're just awesome. Thank you for all that you do, truly. I hope to speak with you again soon. Thank you for all your magic.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being on your podcast. And I love what you're doing. I can't remember which episode I just listened to, but it was very, I got some, some, some fruit.
2: So oh, thank you. oh, my heart. Happy.
3: Thank, thank you. You. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you guys have a good one.
3: You do. All
0: right.
3: Bye. Bye. Oh, my gosh. He was just so amazing.
2: My biggest takeaway was that to have your kids lead how far they want to go with the sport and that you just open the invitation for them to support them in any way they want. Like, I will help you. I will work with you. You let me know when you want to do this. I think that's so huge. So there's no parent frustration that they are leading it, that it's like off the bat, just in their control and we're not
3: leading it. And it keeps it really clean that way. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything worse than parents that are living vicariously through their kids and trying to run the show and they're over emotional. And I, I notice it in certain sports, even more than others, that that tension for us in Canada, it's hockey. (laughs) And then we play other sports too, but hockey is really the big one in Canada. So like, even at a junior level, it's really intense to watch. And having daughters who didn't play hockey, going into that with a stepchild, I was like, what is happening? But the other piece that was so huge for me, I mean, let's be honest, he had so many amazing takeaways. That was unreal. Like all he was was takeaways. Like you're like, yep. Yep, yep. Like put that in the bank. But really, for me, one of the biggest things was the on and off the field or on the court, off the court. He just is like, it's the same, same how you're reacting, the habits you have, what you're creating, how you're modeling for your kids, like all those things. He's like, pretty much apply on the court, on the field, off the court. Yeah. Like I just, that was huge for me. Like, oh, I totally yeah. Agree. yeah. And then not sugarcoating too. I mean, allowing your kids to fail. Are you kidding me? Oh, like, oh, failure. Yes.
2: Yeah. I love it so much. And it's like safe when they're small. And I, I always get panicked if my kid's the best one out there. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This is not where you should be. You need to be the worst one because you will not grow. And us for adults as well, it's like being comfortable in those places and knowing that failure is like
3: the path to success. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people talk about different conceptions around failure, and if it's even—is it even failure? What is failure anyway? Right. And because really, it's a good thing. Like, I don't even see know why we see failure as a negative thing at all. Because what failure allows you to do is pivot and do something that's bringing you joy and success that you want, right? Like, yeah. so how is that even a bad thing? From failure
2: is tenfold over what you're gonna get from winning or succeeding. So yeah. especially when they're little and you're they're in your house. And like he said, we have so much agency now and we get to control, you know, like help them and guide them where then their friends start doing it. I want them to fail as much as possible
3: at this yeah. age. And then it just becomes such a norm, no big deal. What happened the last time you failed? I was fine. And now I've up leveled to do something more amazing that I was totally meant to do. So that translates as they get older and as they become adults. It's just a no-brainer, everything he says, right?
2: And I love what he said. If if they're called to doing something bigger, like he said, he really wanted to play in the NFL and he knew he had to do some things that were beyond doing the fun things with the team and practicing where the while there's cheerleaders out there. It's like getting uncomfortable and implementing those other things because there's someone out there that wants it just as bad or more than you do. And it's just that inner fire of that it won't even be uncomfortable because you're so driven by this goal that you're you're in. You're aligned with it. You're aligned with your goal because you're willing to do those other things and you're called to do it. I love that so
3: much. God yeah. So- oh, and his failure cop. cup. I mean, all everything is so amazing. And all it was was takeaways. And I mean, I really hope everyone listening enjoyed this episode and got as much out of it as we did, because he is incredible. I really hope he comes on again. We'd oh. love to hear from everyone in terms of any questions that they have because I could have asked him literally questions all day, everything. And then he's like, you know, I kind of like dabbling in this parent thing a little bit, but I don't really focus on it. And it's like, you're the person that we should be listening to because he is, he's just nailing it. Like really?
2: Yeah. And I do love what he said about his son, because it is huge in our community that this eighth grader got signed to Oregon already. And I, I was so curious to hear his input. And he was like, I think it's horrible. And, uh, and I, I'm like, (laughs) of course he says that because it's the unexpected. And he's like, you got this because of your last name now earn it with your first name. Like that gave me chills. It was like, because there are, you know, there's these parents that played something in college or whatever. They come back to their hometown and grant that's going to give your kid the like this foot in, but they got to put that onus on it and they can't get too comfortable because there is there's guys that are working, want it harder. And I just, it's so cool. I love this topic so much. And he is oh. just such a gem and so
3: much magic to spread on it. Yeah, he really is. And again, that translation to what is going on off the field, right? That applies in real life to what you just said. If you're just giving everything to your kids all the time and they don't understand that grit, that hard work that they have to put in sometimes, they're not going to be learning the lessons that they're actually here to be learning for themselves. That's a big deal.
1: So check it. If you like today's show, I want you to do me a couple of favors. I want you to subscribe. I want you to give me a rating and give me a review. And then the fourth thing, I want you to share it. Okay? And I'm not saying this for selfish reasons. When you guys do this, the more ratings, the more stars we get, five stars are dope, but the more impactful guests that we can have on the show. And the more impactful guests we have on the show, I think the more insights and the more value we can deliver for you all, my listeners, okay? So if you guys can do that, it'll help us out, which will in turn help you out. Keep aligning, assigning, and adjusting yourself to the person that you want to become.